Adam, and we had the pleasure of talking with Evan McIntosh over Zoom video. Evan is still very young, uh, I believe 17 years old, so still, I think, in high school. But Evan comes from a military family. So born in Monterey, moved to Florida, I believe, spent some time in Alabama and a bulk of five years or so in Germany, now currently living in Kansas. Always very into music, always writing songs, playing guitar, singing. It wasn't until Evan released a TikTok for the song, What Dreams Are Made Of, that everything changed. Evan said the TikTok had like 60,000 likes and reshares and all of this over the course of two hours. Evan recorded the TikTok while in a break, volunteering at a museum, recorded the TikTok, didn't acknowledge the phone until after the shift was over, looks down and just sees the amazing success of the song, What Dreams Are Made Of. The song came off Evan's first record, Mojo, which just, again, changed everything. Was getting flights to Los Angeles and New York, ended up signing a record deal with Mom and Pop over Zoom because COVID had became a real thing at this point. Evan talks about all the new songs coming out, how some of the most recent songs were written nearly a year ago at this point, and how excited they are for this headline tour Evan's going to be on and performing at Outside Lands and what costume Evan's going to wear because Outside Lands this year, the day Evan's performing, is on Halloween night. You can watch our interview with Evan McIntosh on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. We'd love it if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Evan McIntosh. This is all about you, your journey in music, and how you got to where you are now. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. So first off, why don't you tell me, where were you born and raised? Um, well, my, my dad's retired military now. So I was born in Monterey, California, and then we moved like all over the place. But now I live in Kansas. Oh, okay. Monterey. Okay. My, we're from San Diego. So California. Yeah. Yeah. How long were you in Monterey for? Oh, I don't remember. I was, um, like two, two years or something like that. Oh, okay. Very young, very young, very young. Okay. And then you moved to, to Kansas and that's where you're at now. And tell me about growing up there. Well, actually, uh, we moved from Monterey to Florida and then to Alabama. And then I lived in Germany for about five years. Okay, so yeah, I missed a lot. Okay, yeah. so let's, let's, okay, so from how long were you in Florida then? I was in Florida uh, until I was about um, five or six. They moved to Alabama and I was there until I was about nine. And then I lived in Germany till 2017. Then I moved here. Okay, so yeah. what, what was it like moving around like that? Was it hard to, you know, I'm sure keep friends and you must have to, I don't know. I would, I would assume that'd be pretty difficult. Um, I don't know because it's all that I've really ever done. Like this is the first place that it's like, okay, well, this is, cause my dad's retired. So now oh. we, yeah. You're so, kind of uh, in a spot now. Yeah. But I feel like, um, yeah, I'd make friends and then I'd move, but I don't think I ever really kept in, in like touch with a lot of them. A lot of them was just like, you know, I, I didn't have a strong enough bond or something. I don't know. Uh huh. But, yeah, it was. It's an interesting thing because you move like every couple of years or so, and it's completely mm -hmm. new environment, especially like Alabama to Germany. 
Right. I can imagine. But yeah. Yeah. So what about when you're there, but are you on, you're probably on a military base in Germany. So your your schools are, I would assume in English and around a lot of other kids from, from the States. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. We lived off base in this village called Oldsbrücken for about um, three years. And then we moved on base for two years, the last two years I was there. But yeah, I always went to um, the Dodea school system. Okay. But off, when you're living off base, was it, was it hard to kind of like adapt to the culture of being in a totally different country? Not really. Um, Just because I was having a great time, but um, it's, it's, it's a privilege to be able to be like, to um, be immersed in like a different world at a young age. Sure. Um, and be in Europe, many think, but um, it's gorgeous out there. People are very nice. So that's cool. That's cool. So yeah. inviting, not as not like, oh, these Americans are here. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I get it, man. Okay. No. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, okay. Well, so now you're in where Kansas, you said? Yeah. Well, how did, how did you get into music? Were you in music, in, into music growing up, like throughout your life or how did yeah. that play into it all? I think a constant throughout my life, even though I was like moving all the time and like, I was just always a very fluid child. I was questioning myself all the time. Mm-hmm. And the constant was always music and making music. Like I started writing songs or just making up musical poems or whatever from like a really young age. I was just doing it all the time. And so... Yeah, I learned how to play guitar when I was living in Germany. And from there, I just started writing songs all the time. Oh, okay. So, so right yeah. away, right away you were writing. Yeah. Okay. And we're, what about performing? Was that a thing or is it just kind of a bedroom deal for a while or? I did like gigs for a while or I would play it like, um, well, the first gig that I had that was like just me and it wasn't mm-hmm. like somebody that I knew was playing. They let me play something. Um was at this place called Ziggy's Pizza here. I have my own gig in Kansas? Yeah. Okay. And I think I was um it's 2018. So it was like a couple years ago. And then for a while, right before the pandemic, I was gigging like and I had shows like almost every week because I really wanted to get good at like performing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just play like coffee shops and things like that. But okay. Yeah, it's been a minute. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right? It's been, what, a, yeah. 18 months or something <laughs> crazy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, tell, uh, so you put, out, you put out a record, though, in 2019. Tell me, how did, how did the success start? I mean, you have songs on your Spotify that have, like, 14 million plays. I mean, that, that must have gotten picked up pretty quickly. I mean, to say that 2018 was when you kind of started, right, in, the, in that world? yeah. 2018, I released a song called Better Now, and that was the first, like, song I released, like, digitally mm-hmm. um, with Jesty, who's my producer. And then um, we released a couple of singles and stuff, but, like, I always, like, my goal was to make an album. That's all I wanted to do was make an album because, like, my idol's Prince, and he was always talking about albums. Oh, okay. And I was like, I w- that's got to be me. I got to do that. But, um, yeah, and so I knew that I could do it once I figured out, like, GarageBand and all that. And, um yeah, I did it. It came out in 2019. It was really cool and nice. And I made that TikTok 
about what dreams are made of. Mm-hmm. And that song just went crazy. It was very overwhelming. because Really? After that, I, I would was, imagine. Yeah. So yeah. you made the TikTok of what dreams are made of. It blows yeah. up. We're, tell me about that. Because these the viral success to me is so fascinating. So it's like yeah. you put this video up, probably not assuming that obviously it's going to do what it does. Oh, no, and, no way. Yeah. I was at that point, I had maybe like my best video had like 20 likes. Really? Um, so yeah. what did it just land in the algorithm? People just would cr- Was there a specific person yeah. that found it? Do you know? Um, TikTok's really cool because um, it gives a lot of opportunity to musicians because like if people like something, they're going to like support it. Mm-hmm. And like share it around and also they want to be known as like the first person to like find that song and stuff so they're like really they're either really supportive or really terrible to like um new musicians but i happen okay. to be on the good side of that that one time but um yeah oh uh, i was volunteering at a museum at the time and i went i've never did anything i was supposed to be doing but i went into the break room <laughs> and i shot this tiktok or whatever because my album had just dropped for what you made, I was like, oh, go stream my song, whatever. And I posted it. And then like, like by the time I left that day, because I was only there for like two hours, it had already had like 60,000 likes or some crazy shit like that. It oh, was wild. Wow. Yeah. Did you have any, what did you, I would imagine if it was me that I would think it was some sort of like glitch on my phone. Like, no, what? No, like this is, this isn't real. Like, was that a, running through your mind at all? I was like, holy shit. What is this? I was really grateful. Of course, <laughs> right? Like the best promotion I could have possibly gotten for my project. But um, it was weird. Weird. Do you t- what at this point do you what? Does your phone like overheat and turn off because it's just getting so many notifications? Do you have to turn notifications off on your no, phone at this point? I never I never have notifications turned on like ever. Just because oh. I don't I don't want to like be drawn to my phone for any reason. I just get on and look at it when I want to. Uh-huh. So I didn't like realize that it was blown up and until I like checked TikTok when I was leaving. And I was like, oh, wow. It's like you have 60,000 uh, new notifications. Yeah. Yeah. Do you screenshot something like that? I would. I did. And I should. <laughs> I was like, y'all look, I'm cool now. That is crazy. Yeah. So the thing's just going nuts. And then do you get you know, people reaching out to you at this point, like, oh, hey, you have a lot of likes on this video. Would you like? I mean, from there, everyone on, I think at that point in time, because TikTok was pretty new, not like new, but like people were getting Mm -hmm. more into it at the time. So people would follow you from TikTok on Instagram. Okay. So my Instagram started gaining followers and stuff, and I would have people reaching out about music opportunities and stuff like that. Was that weird? Yeah, it was weird. Um, but you're fairly, I mean, uh, don't take offense, but you're fairly young, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. To, oh, no, to, no, no, no. uh, to, to, and to have that, that early on where you, I must've been overwhelmed. I would be overwhelmed because what yeah. you're still in high school and, and your, your thing is going crazy. And yeah, I was really excited because like, I mean, I was everybody just trying to figure out what they want to do with their life and all that. And I knew from like a really young age, I was just going to go for it with music. Mm-hmm. because That's what I really wanted to do. And when I met Jesse and I had a way to digitally release music, um, I knew that it was like possible mm-hmm. from there. And so I feel like it was like validation. Oh, totally. Cause it was like, okay, this is something that I'm completely capable of doing, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on the right track and it's going well, like this is fully like achievable. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, I think I felt more like that when I started seeing all these things happen. It was overwhelming, <laughs> but it was like you know, finally, this is something yeah. That I feel like, this is like realistic now to everybody around me who doesn't believe in like what I'm doing. Right. It's like, I see, I told you, right. Yeah, I told yeah. you, look at this. I knew, yeah. I knew my music was going to be something. And obviously it resonated with a lot of people. Yeah. Wow. So Mojo is the first record that comes out that does obviously really, really well. That song blows up and yeah. tell me about getting these people DMing you. I'm sure interested labels, managers. How do you no- sift through that? No labels reached out to me via Instagram or whatever. Those were coming in. Um, we ended up getting a manager once, like, what dreams are made of went crazy. And I started mm-hmm. getting offers and stuff, or it just started doing really well. And I think Jesse was like, well, an artist that Jesse works, worked with, or he still works with, because um, he's from Ohio. Her name's Cassie King, and she's also from Ohio. And her manager's my manager now, Kevin. And that's how he found out about my music was through Cassidy, who worked with Jesse. My brother just walked in. I don't know what that was. Oh, anyway, oh good. Um, <laughs> but um, it's, it's the new life we live, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I got a manager, and then from there, um, yeah, he started getting all of these like labels reaching out, wanting to touch base with me, mm-hmm. like you know, potentially sign, and just that's when things started getting fun. Cause then you get to like go places uh-huh. and you have all these people who treat you real nice. Cause they, <laughs> they want to sign you. So that was cool. Oh yeah. Wine and dine you, so to speak. Right. Yeah. Take it yeah. to Disneyland. And oh, I, I don't know if that was happening. Cause it was probably 2020 at that oh, point. No. <laughs> well, during like the label process, like it was going really well. We had this trip to Los Angeles. So it's just like strictly um, label meetings. Mm-hmm. And um, from there we had this trip planned to go, to the East Coast to meet with people over there and then the pandemic hit. So I had to do all these meetings for like two days, back to back to back to back to back in front of my computer with my parents, like talking to labels. It was the most exhausting, boring days of my life. And I ended up signing with mom and pop over a Zoom call. Okay. Yeah. Great label, by the way. I love oh, yeah. them. They're the best. They're the best. Yeah. yeah. But so that was done over Zoom. That's yeah. So fascinating. Well, okay, so so the pandemic hadn't hit when that when that song started to blow up. Oh uh, no, it was okay. like just before. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, so who's your producer's name is Jesse? Yeah. And how do you meet Jesse? Um, Jesse found me on Instagram from a video of me skateboarding into a pile of trash. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> and so really? Started, yeah. And so he started following me, and I thought it was one of those things where you know when people like follow you and then get you to follow them back and then unfollow you oh yeah okay i I thought it was like that so i was like i have to develop some sort of connection or this person's gonna unfollow me and if they do they'll feel real bad about it because of this connection i've established right that's smart i was like like, hey your music's dope because it was really good i wasn't just saying that but Uh your music's really cool and he was like thank you or whatever talked or whatever and then um i started at the time, I was posting all of my, like, um, original music on YouTube. Uh-huh. And I was, like, promoting it for my Instagram page. And he went and he watched it. And he thought it was really good. And he was like, hey, I, I would really love to work with you and all that. Um, can I get in contact with your parents? Because I was, like, I was, like, 14 or 15 years old. Oh, wow. 
yeah and so yeah and is is he much older yeah he's like uh, 30 something i don't uh, know okay and he was like, yeah. oh, "I'm a producer. Um, I like your songs. Let's 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 do something together." And does he said he's in Ohio? Yeah. Does he fly down to to Kansas or how? No, how did... everything that we did was like completely remote. Like we hadn't even been in the same room or anything until like after the album came out. Really? So yeah. the whole the whole first record was done remotely. So you were like way ahead of the game, right? Yeah. <laughs> way way ahead of the virtual game, I should say. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah. Wow. What was that like? Are you sending um, like just vo vocal tracks or tell no. me how the, the record kind of gets put together? How I do it is like I well, the first couple of tracks, because I wrote them all like acoustically. Uh -huh. um, I would send him a video or he would pick up the video that I posted on YouTube or whatever of me playing it and figure out the chords and all that and transfer it to um, a track that he could send to me or um. I would do the guitar part and then sing over it. But once I started getting like familiar with like GarageBand and all mm -hmm. that, I would start composing my own stuff with like a keyboard and um, make like the foundation of, you know, like, like the composition of the song as well as like vocals. Mm -hmm. And like, I would send it to him and then he would make it sound really good. And that's kind of how we work now. But um, I'm learning more and more about like Logic. I use Logic now, not GarageBand. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's very much like a, like a, how, what am I trying to say? Like more of a half, like 50-50 thing. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. But it sounds like you write the structure of the song and yeah. are like, okay, here's the chords. This is the melody and the song and the lyrics. And then he kind of tinkers with it and makes it yeah. like adds a little ear candy to make it sound yeah. a bit fuller and, and everything. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. And that started. And how was his reaction to this TikTok video that went oh, nuts? Because it kind of, yeah, it probably changed both your lives, I would imagine. So exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think after it blew up, that's when he like came out to, he saw one of my shows or to see one of my gigs that I was playing at the time. Uh -huh. And um, also just talk about music and like tracks and like sit down and like talk about like manager options. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. did he know people or how, how did you get the management? Oh, from that artist that he was working with. That was also Oh, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So Cassidy was an artist he was already working with. Yeah. And then manager. her manager was Kevin, Kevin, who then He's now my man, your manager. Yeah. And so you guys all met and now you, and then you were working with Kevin and then Kevin yeah. is the one that kind of helps filter through these labels and get you these yeah. meetings and, Eventually, yeah. you signed to Mom and Pop. Got you. Yes. Okay. Okay. So where once the world shuts down, and you sign this deal, then I'm sure you your your life probably didn't change a whole. I mean, obviously it did. When you're stuck inside yeah. now forever. Yeah. But as far as the way you guys were making music, it didn't sound doesn't sound like it changed much. Um. No, we still do like remote stuff. But I recently we went on this like trip to L.A. Mm -hmm. It's like studio time with a couple different people and um i had never been in like a studio before like like oh like a pro studio fun. yeah and um how different was that real quick i mean it was like it's so different because now you're in the same room with everybody that you're working with and everything goes like this now and it's not all these like um like elongated sure like, or whatever. like it's all yeah. there and like the communication 
I don't know. I thought like, oh, well, this whole remote thing's great because since there's a lack of communication, it's a shared image at that point. Cause it's like, uh-huh. I'm not stepping on you when you're doing your thing and you're not whatever. It's like, it's a, it's collaborative. But like when I'm in the same room, like I can make these decisions or what I don't and what I do like, like in the room and I'm there and I, you know, I realized how much, I mean, I learned so much because I worked with all these people who took on more of like a mentoring role and not like, oh, we need to be in here. We need to make a hit or something like that. But it's like more like seeing me as like a younger artist who's like um, capable of growth. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody is, but it's like, you know, and um, just like helping me figure things out like showing me process and like i think it really helped me figure out that i would rather be in more of a um conductor position Mm -hmm. of like being able to be like oh no i want this i want this and i want this to sound like this instead of like this and um i would rather you lower that or like heighten these things like just i can really be in charge and like really um shape whatever i'm trying to do to make it like what i see it in my head mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i can really talk like i have the vocab now to like say what i like what i want mm-hmm. and that's important so i think that's cool yeah because you can yeah now you have more of the the language as far as the the studio setting goes okay yeah. i want this to drop down this and uh, raise this and and so you're hearing all these things in your head already, right? You know what you know what it, what you want it to sound like. Is it yeah. frustrating sometimes to not get the result that you're trying to get from your head? Yes, and I think that's why I really liked um, being in the studio setting with everybody, because it's like, I mean, I've always like heard like the vision and like what I wanted to be like, but I I didn't have the knowledge to like execute it or sure. like say that this is whatever. Like I can draw influences or send somebody tracks as I'm like that I'm drawing inspiration from, mm-hmm. but like there's no better way to like translate that idea or that vision than like knowing and knowing music and like learning it and like knowing exactly what you want. Cause that's, you know, yeah. Yeah, Whatever no, that, that makes complete sense. And then yeah. now you're back into a virtual world. Is it hard yeah. to, to now, you know, you, you got a little taste of what it's like to be in the studio yeah. and kind of speak the language and get stuff to sound exactly how you'd like yeah. it. But now you're back into this world of everyone's yeah. over the computer. Again. But now I'm like, oh, you know, we got to get studio time. We got to get studio time. <laughs> you come down here. We can run out of studio. Let's just go over these tracks. But now I'm like, OK, this is what I really want to do. Okay. It works so, so much better than what I was doing. When you're in lockdown, is this when you start writing these new songs like Jennifer Aniston and, so, and, and et cetera and putting out these music videos? Well, all of those, not the music videos, but all of those songs like Jennifer Aniston and like the ones that are going to come out soon were done like right before the pandemic. Oh, okay. Like finished throughout the pandemic. So they're so far away from me now just because of like growth and like, you know, there was a whole pandemic that hit. Right. Like, so just vastly different from wherever the world is and where I am now. Okay. It's like, it's from like a whole world away. So I'm just trying to like get these songs out so that I can like really, you know. Like, like get them really, out, forget about, not forget about them, but just kind of like, like yeah, set them like, free, so to speak. Yeah. It's been so long. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Wow. Um, so these songs written prior to pandemic and then are you writing, obviously writing throughout the whole time. So now you have new songs that you're just itching to, to release. Yes. And they're all so good. And I'm trying to get like into, cause I've never like composition wise and lyrically, these songs are just so crazy. And I'm so excited about them, but it's like, they're going to come out in like another year or two. So it's like, Oh really? So it's still going to be a while. So you still have a lot of songs, what, sitting back that you've that you've done? I mean, your most recent one, what, Electricity? And that's new or that's an older one? That that's you... way old. It's so old. But it's no less of a banger. But um, Right. I mean, it's a smash, but I'm just curious to hear it. Like, so you you feel like you are just so much further down the road than these songs. Yeah. I, I made this song like a couple weeks ago. And I was uh -huh. really excited about because I put a horn section in it. Wow. Like, um, I've been listening to a lot of like, I mean, my two like top people when I was writing like a couple months ago were like Prince and Frank Ocean. And um, huh? I was talking to my mentor, Maria or whatever. And she was like, when you listen to Prince and Frank Ocean, you got to look at the people that Prince and Frank Ocean both like drew inspiration from. And it was like Stevie Wonder and like Sly and the Family Stone. Mm -hmm. So I started listening to them and stuff. And it was like just a whole different bar game. It's, it's so genius and crazy. So I threw this like horn section in, into this song. It was like the funkiest thing I've ever done. And it's just, I'm so excited because I get to like experiment with music. The only fear that I have is like, I'm going to start getting too good and no one's going to be able to like digest it anymore. Oh, but, like, too far away from what you've done to, to, to gain the success originally. Yeah. Cause I was listening to a lot of more like modern artists who like, you know, and that's still good stuff. It's still so good, like modern R&B and like, uh -huh. you know, funk, funky stuff. But when you start looking, like going down like this family tree of like where everybody gets, how it all falls down. Right. You start like being able to get better at what you're doing because you can, you know, take what you take away from different artists. But yeah, I just want to be really good at music. I just want to be really good at I think you are. I think you are very good at it. <laughs> yeah, obviously you're doing something right to, to, to gain the success that you have. Um, with these new songs, do you feel like it's something that you have to release in order that you wrote them? As far as like this song you're talking about now the, with the horn section, is this something that's going to come out after the five other songs or however many other songs that you wrote during the pandemic hit? Oh, I write so much more than that, but... Like, well, I'm just giving an example. Oh, but, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you yeah. have all these songs that are done prior to this new one that you wrote two weeks ago. Are those oh, ones yeah. all going to have to come out before this one? Or I'm smacking that one right on that project. Okay. It's got to make it like just, I mean, Bullshit. This is a song that's on like my yeah. or whatever. Uh -huh. um, it's my favorite song I've released that I put out. And it's like. Cause you can really feel that song and it's like super original to what, to my production, what I did with it. And uh -huh. Jesse added that like really sick bass line and did his thing with it. But like my favorite song that's out right now, just because it's the closest to me. Like that is the newest song that, um, and I wrote that one like a month ago last summer. So like in June of last Oh, year. so like over a year ago. Yeah. And that's the closest one to me. And it's still so good. Like, it's just, and I released that one before I'm dropping all these tracks for character development. Okay. Yeah. Because char character development's the new record coming out. Yeah. Yeah. The, that's new, the new project. Sure. 
Okay. And that's exciting though. So you have singles coming out before the, the album comes out, which is what the end of next month, right? Yeah. Yeah. August 27th. That's exciting. What about live shows to promote it? Like, is that something that you're going to see yourself doing in the future here? Yeah. A tour. Wow. When does that start? That's in like late October to like November. Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. I, oh, you're on yeah. Outside Lands this year, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's crazy awesome. I'm so nervous. Oh my. Are God. you? Yeah. Oh lord, I'm trying to like, you know, I got to practice with this band, and this band is like so crazy because it's like um, they all play like experiment, experimental jazz, like Latin jazz. Okay. And like, um, and they're all gonna be playing like my pop stuff. Uh huh. And like my ballads. But I'm so excited because, like, I get to, like, practice with them and, like, work with these geniuses. But I'm, like, this so the first nervous. time you've Yeah, is this the first time you've played with a band, like a live band? Yeah, like, well, I played with bands before, but it was, like, bands that I created, like, at school and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, these are, like, like, these 30-year-old dudes who, like, have been doing this for so long and are, like, the best at what they do. It's, like, crazy. But, um... I'm glad because like there there are people who are much better than I am, obviously. But like, and I can learn. I'm all about just learning stuff and like, mm-hmm. you know, it's better than working with. I, it could be more of like an experience for me, and like very beneficial for me to be mm-hmm. around like these crazy musicians. But I'm so nervous because like I think one of my biggest fears is that I'm gonna be like dis disappointing the people who like paid to see me or whatever. But I, I'm oh. just trying to like practice to get to that. I wouldn't worry about that. I would not. Oh, you're so kind. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, well, wow. So a tour. What is this something? That, I mean, your parents will probably have to come with you, I would assume, or no? Yeah, I think my dad's going to be coming with me because my mom's got to work. Is that, is, is, is dad like a pretty, he must be a pretty big advocate for you and yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, he's really, he's really cool about it. They're both like, I'm really lucky to have people who are so supportive of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And like really wanted to see me in a, you know, wanted to see what's best for me happen. Sure. And for him yeah. to see you at something like outside lands, it's going to be mind blowing. I'm sure. Yeah. I hope he cries. Oh, I bet he will. <laughs> I bet he will. I would. <laughs> I mean, that's an, quite the achievement. Yeah. Uh, I would say like, so th- this tour that you're doing is, are you headlining the tour? Are you doing a support? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And how, yeah. how, and it's going from, you said August, through November from like late October. Oh, October. Yeah. I started Minneapolis because okay. Prince is like my person. So oh, sure. Like, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I started in Minneapolis at the seventh street entry. I think that's what it's called. And, um, I think we go to Chicago and then we go to, I think, uh, I don't know. Uh, we go to like East coast uh-huh. we do shows over in New York and like over there and then we fly over we do outside lands and I just play outside lands on Halloween yeah I know what a cool what a cool um way that they did that this year I gotta find a costume man oh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about that what yeah. are you gonna you don't know what are you gonna be hopefully a cowboy <laughs> but um yeah I like that cowboy yeah. okay well look at my options but yeah um, Still sorting through your options. <laughs> my Halloween costume. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see what you decide on. Yeah. And then we do shows in like Los Angeles and we wrap it up by doing one here. Very cool. 
Yeah. And are, is this like a, a van tour? Are you going to be going in a van? Are you flying? No idea. I have no, no idea. I got to no. practice with my band. It's in like October. <laughs> it's coming up. And I got to practice real bad. But yeah. Well, that's amazing. So you're going to support the record. And I did see on your Instagram, you have a texting line. Tell me about yeah. this. How, how often are you getting texts? How many text messages did you get within the last 30 minutes that we were talking? I have no idea. It's, <laughs> I, I get on there and I send some stupid shit. Um, and then I leave and okay. I'll come back and see the responses or whatever. But they hit me back fast. Oh, I'm sure. Like, They're probably stoked. I think the last message I got was from someone named Faith Steele and it says, good night, honey buns. but they're fun i got a funny group of people that's really cool and they probably get such a kick out of the fact that you're responding to them yeah i I mean i like to i don't like feeling i don't want to be somebody that's like it's gonna sound so stupid but i don't want to sound like i don't want to be somebody who's like praised or something like i would rather just have like I want to feel close to the people who are supporting me, my music and stuff. Cause I don't want to, I don't think I'm capable. I don't, I don't want to be, um, I don't know. I'd rather be a friend. Like, do you feel like you have like a little bit of a, like an imposter syndrome in that sense? Like that you, What's not imposter? that you don't deserve what, like, like, like where you think like, I, I don't not like that. I don't deserve this, but like, why do I have like, you know, I'm not any different or any better than these people or in the sense of like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it right now. <laughs> but. I know what you mean. Yeah. I just, cause I go, I go live on like YouTube all the time mm-hmm. because like it does it like never sends out the notification. And if it does, it's just like the people who subscribe, subscribe to you. To me on YouTube. So it's like always like a group of like 30, 50 people max. Mm-hmm. And it's always the same people. And so it's just like talking to like my friends or whatever. Yeah. You got a little community. Yeah. And it feels like I've like funneled out like everybody who like, I don't know. I have like the most genuine, like fun, real, like group of people, like real supporters of like my stuff. Uh huh. I don't know why, but they think I'm very nice. <laughs> and, you um, are. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and yeah, it's like the same people on like my community and stuff. And I, I like having that um, solid foundation of people and like being able to like know them uh-huh. and I want them to feel like, you know, they know me. I want to establish like a genuine connection with these people. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I've never liked feeling like in the spotlight kind not of like in the spotlight, but feeling like um somebody else. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of the time you you know, to to get away from having people wanting to like I don't know, dig into your private life and stuff. Cause you seem like these artists get like massive and they've got all this, like this massive following of like people who like want so much of that person. Right. And it's like, they, they establish an image so that they can be themselves behind that. And I don't want to have to do that. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just feel be you. Yeah. Be myself and have my little baby group of people, you know? Yeah. Also, I don't ever want to have a mass influence Cause that gets scary. Okay. The crucifier ass. They right. Don't yeah. So scary. No. I could see like once like Billie Eilish, I guess would be a good example of that. Yeah. Because she went to some level that was so quickly and like the, the fan base she 
has is just so dedicated. But like you said, she could do something. Yeah. And get crucified for it. Right. Yeah. You can't. Well, you can't have any sort of like creative or original thought when you get to a certain point. You know, unless it's like going through music and like because you can't express yourself at a certain point without it becoming detrimental. Right. I don't ever want to get to that point. I don't want to do that. No. No. It's a fine line. Yeah, that's interesting to think about. Yeah, no. Because you're you're very close to doing that. But not no. I mean not close to 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 not close to not being yourself, but I mean yeah. like close to having the amount of people that are going to be like you know. Maybe. You're amazing. Yeah. So I don't know. I think you're, you're doing, you're doing awesome. You're doing what you're doing. And uh, obviously you, you know how to, you know, be there for your fans in the sense that you like your tight knit community, but who knows that that tight knit community could be 50,000 people. Yeah. That's scary <laughs> as shit. <laughs> yeah. We will see. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I'm so excited for you. Uh, Outside Lens is going to be huge and amazing. Your tour, amazing. And congratulations on all the success you've had. Thank it's you so much. So, so cool. So cool. Uh, one last question for you before I let you go. Do you have any advice for aspiring artists? Yes. Um, I just have to think about it for a second. Hold on. No worries. Um, I guess... Um. You could say no to people. You can say no to people. You don't have to take take on. And I've heard this like twenty billion times before, but it's like it's very true. Um, you can say no to people, and you can say no to opportunities because it's not going to be the last one, you know. And um, trust in your vision and in your music, and do what you like, and that's the only way that you can really truly be happy, being successful, and really truly be successful. With your